Bill Gates leaves Microsoft, and more coming up on today's episode of The Latest in Tech News. Hey Gadget here, you're just in time for the latest episode of the world's only 3-in-1 show on tech, gadgets, and gaming news. That's right, this is The Latest in Tech News. My name is Taylor American. If you're new here, pause this episode real quick, and then hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss out on the latest. We uh, do this every weekday, for the most part except for Saturday and Sunday, and we would hate to have you left out of what's going on. And we don't typically report on, like, big trending news. I mean, we do, but we try to find other interesting news as well. Leading the pack, of course, is the announcement that Bill Gates is stepping down from his board on Microsoft. And, uh... This will be an interesting show, and that much I can tell you about that. We'll be taking a look at Sony just revealing a huge PlayStation 5 detail that uh, might have initially been missed. We'll also be taking a look at, well, Surface 3 laptops, gaming PCs, and more that are discounted for Pi Day, which is tomorrow, March 14th, as of the date of this recording. Uh, We'll also be taking a look at Riot showcasing a new Fiddlesticks trailer. That's pretty interesting and what that means. And finally, we'll be taking a look at Shroud, you know, the Twitch streamer, revealing the best Call of Duty Warzone, Warzone perks you need to win. All that and more coming up, but before we can, let's take a look back today in tech history. All right, today is March 13th, 2020, on this day in history, and I'm not making this up. In 1986, Microsoft goes public. That's right, 10 years after the company's founding, Microsoft Corporation stock goes public at $21 per share. The stock, which eventually closed at $27.75 a share, peaked at $29.25 a share shortly after the opening. It is said that the rising value of Microsoft stock has made an estimated 4 billionaires and 12,000 millionaires of Microsoft employees. And uh, Bill Gates, who was 30 at that time, was worth $350 million after that first day. And uh, quite ironic that we're actually leading this into our feature news segment, but uh, coincidence? I think not. With that out of the way, let's head on over to today's feature story. All right, so leading the pack in the news today, yes, uh, CNBC, everybody else is all reporting it, so I figured I might as well, too. Um, it's kind of important. So I obviously I'm going to cover it because I don't want to miss it because I know here's here's the thing. I know that if I miss talking about it, somebody's going to complain. I don't know which one of you, but it might be more than one of you. Uh, but you'll you'll complain and say, hey, why did you cover this article or that or this? What's going on? You know, well, so to put all of that aside, Bill Gates is stepping down from the board at Microsoft. Um, effective today, like the 13th. Gates is also stepping down from his position on a board of Berkshire Hathaway. According to a statement he said on LinkedIn, I have made a decision to step down from both of the public boards on which I serve, Microsoft and Berkshire Hathaway, to dedicate more time to philanthropic 
priorities, including global health and development, education, and my increasing engagement in tackling climate change. Leadership at the Berkshire companies and Microsoft has never been stronger, so the time is right to take this step. But Bill, please, I know exactly why you picked today. Today is the day that you went public with the IPO stock. Um, little over 30 years ago with Microsoft. So I only find it fitting that you chose today to step down from the board. Uh, He continues with respect to Microsoft stepping down from the board in no way means stepping away from the company. Microsoft will always be an important part of my life's work and I'll continue to be engaged with Satya and a technical leadership to help shape the vision and achieve the company's ambitious goals. I feel more optimistic than ever about the progress the company is making and how it can continue to benefit the world. Now, keep in mind, little history buff lesson, Gates co-founded Microsoft in 1975 with Paul Allen, who died in 2018. Gates was CEO until 2000 when Steve Ballmer took over the role. Microsoft's current CEO, Satya Nadella, took over in 2014. Gates was director of the board at Microsoft until 2014, but began dedicating more of his time to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation in 2008, and it's kind of been where he's at ever since then, kind of just putting more responsibilities into all that. Gates is among Microsoft's top shareholders. He currently owns 1.36% of shares, according to FactSet. The company went public in 1986. I just covered about and is now one of the most highly valued companies in the world with a market cap of $1.21 trillion. It's been a tremendous honor and a privilege to have worked with and learned from Bill over the years, said Microsoft's current CEO, Satya Nadella. Bill founded our company with a belief in a democratizing force of software and a passion to solve society's most pressing challenges, and Microsoft and the world are better for it. The board has benefited from Bill's leadership and vision, and Microsoft will continue to benefit from Bill's ongoing technical passion and advice to drive our products and services forward. I am grateful for Bill's friendship and look forward to continuing to work alongside him to realize our mission to empower every person and every organization on the planet to achieve more. So, uh, fitting words uh, were never spoken right there but yep it's a little bit of a sad news um but it's not for the reason that you thought that you know oh no i heard bill gates is stepping down from the board of microsoft no it's it's basically because bill wants to spend more time on his other focuses and, and dedication um and projects that he has going on and he wants to do that which is perfectly fine with him i just find it convenient that he picked today of all days to do so he could have done it at any time but bill we know and now that you're listening you know oh i can't make this stuff up but uh yeah let me know your thoughts and uh if um you want to congratulate bill on on everything he's done um feel free to leave a comment if you're watching via youtube or on twitter at tech news gadget uh you've heard my thoughts on it but yep i figured i'd uh lead off of that story let's head on over to the next one all right, so Sony just released a huge PS5 detail, and you, well, okay, for the most part, we nearly missed it. We've probably been covering it, but uh, Sony hasn't revealed anything new about the PlayStation 5 in several months, even though Microsoft unveiled the Xbox Series X design main specs via two separate surprise announcements. Uh, but here's something interesting. 
The eyes of the gaming world are all on Sony and Microsoft right now as the companies prepare to release two of the most important gadgets of the year. We're talking about the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, of course, which will be hitting shelves this fall. Uh, there are current worries about stock shortages at launch. Um, there might be some production issues going on, but the consoles should be reaching stores this holiday season, so not really too much of a concern there. At this point, Sony is losing the console launch war with Microsoft because the latter is a couple steps ahead when it comes to announcements. But don't count them out just yet. Sony usually has something hidden up their sleeve. Microsoft showed the Series X design in December and followed up in mid-February with an almost complete spec and feature suite. Sony, meanwhile, has been quiet on both fronts. We have no idea what the PS5 will look like, and the console's official specs are also missing in action. But Sony did just reveal a considerable detail about the PlayStation 5, and we nearly missed it. You see, um, the new PlayStation needs to check a few key boxes to become an instant success. First of all, it has to be as affordable as possible, given the massive performance expected of it. Secondly, it has to offer decent storage so gamers can fit plenty of next-gen games on it, or is it going to be in the cloud? Hmm, I don't know. Thirdly, the console has to be backward compatible so that all pay, play, PlayStation 4, if I can talk, games can be played on the new hardware. And finally, the PlayStation 5 has to deliver plenty of new games made specifically for the powerful CPU, GPU, and SSD combo. Rumors still floating around, PS5 will retail for around $500, which is a great price for a gaming rig of this magnitude. As for storage, rumored to ship with a 1TB SSD, that's a solid state drive inside, which would be more than decent for most people. The backward compatibility feature has also been addressed several times, with Sony confirming it's a priority, so... Most likely, we're expecting to be able to play PS4 on PS5, although reports say the console will also run plenty of games made for even older PlayStation generations. And when it comes to exclusive PS5 games, not really sure what to expect from Sony and its partners, but Sony's head of worldwide studios, Herman Hulst, opened up on a matter for the PlayStation blog. The exec didn't reveal any new Sony titles for the PS5, but he did acknowledge that these are the most exciting times when you develop on a console, adding that Sony Studios are super hard at work. And he, then he uh, decided to expound on what he expects from gaming from the next-gen console and beyond, revealing that Sony is committed to strong, narrative-driven, single-player games. Here's a quote. We're very committed to dedicated hardware, as we were before. We're going to continue to do that. And we're very committed to quality exclusives and to strong, narrative-driven, single-player games. At the same time, we're going to be very open to experimentation, to new ideas. Just trying things out to see what works. I think that's also very much part of the DNA of Worldwide Studios. Now, of course, some people will say that focusing on strong, single-player games isn't a huge revelation. It's what worked for the PlayStation 4 too, but in a world where playing multiplayer games across platforms, like the flurry of Battle Royale titles that give you instant access to fun and action, regardless of whatever device you're playing, Sony's commitment to strong, single-player games might be a breath of fresh air. And for me specifically, you see, a little bit of a mini rant, I almost can't stand multiplayer games. I love single-player games. One of the big reasons why I enjoyed the latest God of War game and uh, many other games of the sort, you know, any of the Arkham series of Batman, loved all of those. I didn't 
care less about any of the multiplayer aspects. I love a good single player game. That's just me. I know everybody's different, but that's just me. Uh, it it allows you to, I don't know, harness the full power of the system. You don't have to worry about any internet connection, any latency issues, any ping, any having to be better than another player. You're literally playing against yourself and the computer, whoever programmed the stupid puzzle that'll just drive you nuts. But you get that feeling of accomplishment when you defeat that boss, when you finish that puzzle, when you beat yourself, literally, uh, by saying, I can do this, I can play better and smarter. Much more of a satisfaction than winning a match at Fortnite, which for me is nigh unachievable at this point. But um, Not to mention, single-player games will make most of the PlayStation 5's massive hardware upgrades, continues the article, and we already know that's the case thanks to various testimonials from developers who are already hard at work on those PlayStation 5 titles. So, what do you think? Are you looking forward to more, I don't know, single-player, strong, narrative-driven games? Let me know down in the comments if you're watching via YouTube or on Twitter at Tech News Gadget, or if you're more of a multiplayer kind of person. Um, either or, I mean, each each has their own respective place. Um, I'm more of a single-player guy, and I'm kind of biased towards that. <laughs> Sorry. All right, moving on to the next article we got lined up for you. By the way, did you know that you can watch this show via YouTube? Yep, head on over to youtube.com forward slash tech news gadget, and you can watch the video of this entire show. So if you have any videos or images that go along with it, you can see all of that. And uh, speaking of which, tomorrow is Pi Day. Yes, 3.14, March 14th. Uh, 3.14159. Anyways, if you're not a nerd, you wouldn't get it, or geek. I don't know which which is the proper term. Um, but the Microsoft Store is offering discounts on gaming laptops, some of its own Surface lineup of PCs, and more in celebration of Pi Day. Now, whether or not you uh, are someone who believes that Tau Day is actually better than Pi Day, it's nevertheless gives you an excuse to check out a few deals that otherwise wouldn't be happening microsoft's deals last through sunday march 15th um the three point i can't uh okay restart the 13.5 inch version of microsoft surface laptop 3 is down to 799 dollars which is two hundred dollars off its lowest price yet both the 13.5 and 15 inch models of the surface laptop 3 have three two aspect ratio displays that make productive work easier as well as the best keyboard on any laptop the time of publishing the selection for this price point is sparse including just the platinum colored uh, model with an intel core i5 processor 8 gigs of ram and 128 gigs of storage alternatively best buy currently has the same price for its model though its selection is similarly sparse so here we have some of that and uh ooh, gamers listen up acer's 17.3 inch predator helios 300 gaming laptop has some impressive specs considering its low fourteen hundred dollars price they were able to take $200 off. It features a 1080p IPS display with a 144Hz refresh rate, Intel's 9th Gen i7 9750Hz H processor, 32 gigs of RAM, 512 gigs of fast PCIe solid-state storage, and the NVIDIA GeForce RTX 2070 graphics chip. 
these specs can handle most games at high settings and can easily handle VR applications and games like the upcoming Half-Life Alex. that is, if you can find a VR headset in time to play it. Also, uh, Microsoft Surface headphones are down to $200 at the Microsoft Store, which is $150 off their usual price. Um, they usually drop down. Uh, they did it once before, so if you're interested, have a good opportunity now to pick those up. Then there's the Beats Powerbeats 3 wireless earbuds are down to 70 bucks at Amazon, the lowest price yet. And then uh, that's really about it right now. But uh, in case you aren't are interested in any of these deals going on on Pi Day, I'm, I'm sure there's more. But there is a link to this article in the show notes. Just click on the title or tap on the title, and uh, you'll be taken right to the article for you to take a look and purchase or ask questions. It's not my fault if it doesn't work. You know, it's your fault if you buy a lemon, not mine. I'm just telling you what is out there. <laughs> what am I talking about? Speaking about what am I talking about, I understand. Sometimes you don't want to see me on screen babbling my head off. You're busy. You got stuff to do. You're on the go. Understood. You can listen to this show as a podcast. Head on over to latestintechnews.com and uh, you can subscribe in the podcast app of your choice. Or if you have a podcast app open already, all you have to do is type in latest in tech news and it should pull up the show. Hit the subscribe and you'll be notified of the next episode. Now, Riot is showcasing a new Chilling Fiddlesticks trailer uh, that will... It's honestly quite spooky. Um, they do have a link in the show notes, but we're not going to be playing it today. Or are we? I want to see it again. I want to see it again. I'm not sure what is going on. What's the plan? extra watch all right i'm gonna pause it right there <laughs> you actually thought i was gonna play the whole video i can't copyright issues thanks youtube but uh if you want to see it it's in the show notes riot games explained earlier this month that fiddlesticks rework is just around the corner now how do they usually indicate it that it's usually nearing completion anybody uh, they released a trailer it usually shows up shortly after that um but even that warning wasn't enough to prepare League of Legends fans for today's terrifying trailer. An ancient fear awakens in the terror of Demacia, trailer as the Harbinger of Doom claims his prey in the middle of the night. Now, they set the scene with a nighttime conversation between two lowly soldiers by a campfire. If you're listening via the podcast, I'll narrate it perfectly for you, but not all of it. The full moon is partially hidden behind eerie clouds and crows flap their wings and squawk overhead. As the unsuspecting soldiers discuss their disdain for Runeterra's mages, they're interrupted by a strange sound in the forest. When one soldier goes missing, the other runs headfirst into the desolate forest to investigate. Hmm. Followed by Help Me echoing throughout the woods. And then, well... I'm not going to spoil it for you. You can go watch it if you want, but uh, there is no set date for the Champions rework has, um, yet. It hasn't been revealed. Um, but with this teaser trailer, it usually suggests that it should hit the rift soon. So that's all the news that we have for now. We'll have to speculate on what exactly those reworks were. I'm kind of actually interested to see what reworks they give to Fiddlesticks, because obviously with more Champions added to the game, 
things have varied up a little bit. Uh, so it's you got to do something different. So I'm kind of excited to see what they do to Fiddlesticks. Um, yes, I have this happy birthday skin in case you're wondering. I've been playing League of Legends that long. Um, <laughs> not kidding. Uh, but yeah, maybe, maybe maybe I'll play a game or two with the new reworks just to see what they did to Fiddle. And finally, for those of you playing Call of Duty Warzone, we have Shroud here revealing the best perks that you need to win. Not actually here. He wrote an article or, or talked about it, and they wrote an article about it on Deserto. Uh, Michael Shroud Grizik has revealed which Call of Duty perks players need to equip in Warzone if they want to have any chance of claiming victory in their newly released Battle Royale game mode. Now, um... Never mind. Twitch. He went over to Mixer. <laughs> Duh. I totally forgot because I remember he swapped over. But um, he touched on the subject during his March 11th stream. But any player who wants to get ahead of the title's early release curve and claim some big Warzone wins needs to pick the game's top tier perks. As he played Modern Warfare's 150 player Battle Royale, he was told by a Mixer fan that if he wanted to win, he had to run High Alert. Shroud disagreed and laid out what he believes are the absolute best perks in the game right now. What makes perks the best pick, he explained, was which options counter all the others. In his eyes, that means you have to be running Ghost and Cold-Blooded. High alert is a must? No, no, not a must. He says if you're running Cold-Blooded, then high alert gets countered. Um... And now, if you can do that, you're set up to win. You have to understand that there are versatile players or counters to every single perk in the game. Ghost and Cold-Blooded, and then the third can be whatever you want. The third perk is optional. That one's personal preference. Cold-Blooded and Ghost is what you need because it counters most everything. You want to counter as much as you can with perks. Those two do the most. They're the best. Ghost especially because you'll never be seen by UAVs. And then he, uh... Still currently figuring it out, but uh, earlier this week he called for Modern Warfare's devs to reconsider the way their respawn system works and dubbed purchasable revives crazy even earlier in the first place through he uh, took a swipe at the uh, super fast gas. You don't really need that. What do you want to run around faster for? Um, so I, I suppose uh, I suppose they're just uh, tweaking and adjusting as they go, but uh, release... This week for Warzone has been going good so far. If you haven't, you can hop in for free. I think there is a video that goes along with this. Yeah, it looks like there is. Yep, there is. So we will have those links in the show notes as well. All right, and with that, that wraps up this episode of the Lace and Tech News. Thanks for tuning in. New episodes every weekday, and being that today is Friday, no episode Saturday or Sunday, but we will be back on Monday. Blaze and Tech News can be found on every major platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, YouTube, Stitcher, Overcast, and more. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to let us know by clicking that like button if you're watching via YouTube. And uh, if you're listening via the podcast, be sure to share this episode with a friend. Also, double check that you're subscribed so that you don't miss the next episode. I'm your host, Taylor American. Remember, for the latest in tech, gadget, and gaming news, visit technewsgadget.net. Pretty much, keep being awesome, guys, and I'll see you on the flip side.